You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 78. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hello and welcome to The Business Marketing Show. Uh, I'm your host, Ed K. Smith, and my co-host, Brendan Tully, is on the line as well. And we are back for the first episode of 2018. How are you, Brendan? I'm well, Ed. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. Hard to believe it's 2018. 2017 disappeared into a black hole. I think that's a fairly common feeling with a lot of people I talk to. So we're back at it again. Did you have a good break over Christmas and New Year's? I did. I'd prefer to still be on holidays and at the beach right now, but, you know, there's work to be done. Uh, look, I was so keen to get back and just get stuck into it and make my clients lots of money. So, I, you know, I didn't want to have a break at all. Kidding, of course. I did have a good I break. I hear you never take holidays. I you just work never seven days a week. Seven days a week, 24. I am a machine, absolute machine. So, yes, no, I did take time off, of course, which was lovely and... Uh, yeah, just spent a relaxing time. Didn't actually go anywhere this year, which was, uh, it's always quiet in Perth. Everyone else goes away. Well, not nice. everyone, obviously, but, you know, a lot of people go away somewhere down south to Margaret River or overseas mm-hmm. or somewhere, but it was very nice. Cool. So, very good, sir. So back into it. So um, we are talking today about, obviously, online marketing, Um as we are the business marketing show and online marketing is what we focus on. And we always do an episode for the last few years about strategy and tactics and what's working. So we're going to do that for what we find is has been working at the end of 2017 and now coming into 2018. And there's always new things uh, that come about, lots of shiny mm-hmm. objects that people get distracted by, but we like to focus on uh, principles that don't really change regardless of what you're doing. So we're going to go cover a bit of both of those. Mm-hmm. So let's get cracking. Cool. Um, yeah, so we've got a few different ones from last year. As things progressed mm. last year, I guess things changed a bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the first one is something that we – maybe we talked about last time. I'm not sure, but basically before doing anything online – is being clear about what you're selling, like being very specific about what you're selling. I think a lot of people forget this step. Um, so one thing we do with all our clients when even, you know, regardless of what type of clients they are, is make a list of all the products and services that they sell. I actually have been doing this as well for my planning for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something about it, just sitting down on the pen and paper and just listing out all the things you sell and being clear about them um, that, you know, it just is just very grounding for a strategy and then it allows you to build things off it. So we have clients do this, so it takes like 15 minutes and then the next step of it is making sure that, so you've got, say, say a dentist has, you know, 10 core services they offer like teeth whitening, cosmetic dentistry, whatever it is, yeah. and um, making sure there is a page of content that matches each one of those products and services. That's like one of the most basic fundamentals of selling stuff online or marketing online and because nobody really does that they don't sit down 
um, and make that list, it kind of that step is often missed. Like we'll have clients who sell all these things and there's only one or two pages on the website. So mm. it seems really yeah. logical though, doesn't it? That that's what you would do. And uh, I'm, I'm sure this is something we've talked about in the past. People seem to get hung up and they sort of forget that they can create unlimited number of pages on their website. That's the whole purpose of having a website is to be able to do mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, they they seem to want to be sparing. I think maybe sometimes it's to, to do if they're paying someone, an agency or a web developer, and they charge, you know, $100 every time they want to put up a new page of content, they ha- tend to hold back and not spend the money, um, which sort of defeats the purpose of a content management system and having a staff member or yourself do it. Um, or, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, the thing is it makes perfect sense. You have something that matches what the marketplace is looking for and have it clear on a page. So good point, very simple, but most people don't do it. Yep. The other thing about that is for you, it's useful for your team as well. So if you make that list and also prioritize it, so what you want to sell at the top of the list, um, you know, that can be very clarifying for the, you know, in particularly in small business, you know, five or ten stuff, that can be very clarifying for them so they're clear on what the priorities are of the business and it can spawn all these other conversations about hey we want to focus on these products or services let's talk about how we're going to promote them more sell them more talk to our customers more about them so i think it's not just i think it's just a good business practice in general to be clear about you know what the business sells yeah and specifically what the priorities are in terms of you know there might be you know some businesses like an e-commerce business there might Maybe a hundred products, or a retail store. There might be hundreds or thousands of products, but there'll be a handful. You know, eighty twenty rule Absolutely, applies. Absolutely, yeah. Handful of those will generate most of the revenue or most of the profit. So, being clear with your staff, having this list and sharing it with the team um, can be very powerful in terms of giving them direction and getting them focused on you know what you want to do as the business owner or what you know the business goals are. Yeah, true. A good book. Uh, on the 80-20 rule, uh, in particular in, in terms of sales and marketing, it was a friend of ours, Perry Marshall, wrote the 80-20 uh, rule of sales and marketing. That's not the exact title. We'll get the right title. We'll put a link um, in the description for you. But, yeah, look it up. 80-20 sales and marketing. I'm pretty sure it's called something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very good point. Don't major in minor things. Focus on the things that are bringing majority of your money. Otherwise, you end up running around doing lots of work for little things and wasting your time. So, good good tip. So, that's the first point that we would like to bring up. Mm-hmm. The second is um, taking or take the first step of your sales process online. So, would you like to expand on that one? Mm. So, we talked about this many times before. Um, you know, one way to make your website work more effectively is to take whatever that first step of the sales process is, take it online. So in that dental example is allowing customers to be able to book an appointment online 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes the customer needs to be educated before they can buy. So having that information freely available on the website, whether someone has to give you an email address for it or it's just available, um, that can be very useful. But I guess the key point here is that people don't go from visit to customer. So they don't go to clicking on your website and suddenly they're a customer. There's a whole bunch of steps in between and micro steps in between. Yeah. So there'll be one big step and there might be a whole bunch of little steps before that big step. So making sure that that, that first chunk of the sales process, the website is effectively doing that, will make a huge difference to 
getting new customers or selling more stuff online. So really, and it, this is a point as well that we really started to focus on more in 2017 is that, you know, we've talked about it, that getting traffic to websites is easy now. So, you know, you can pay money to AdWords or Facebook and you can get all the traffic in the world. The hard part is getting people to turn into customers or get in touch or take the action you want to take. So if you think about what that real-world sales process would be and just mirroring that on the website um, or having a close version to that on the website, that can be very powerful in terms of turning visitors into customers. And something simple like having that online booking widget on the website could easily double or triple sales or inquiries or whatever it is you're getting. Um, and it might not be it might not be booking an appointment online it might simply just be a phone call so then something as simple as that people like have the phone number on the contact us page some people don't have a contact us page so having a contact us page and also having the phone number in the header if it's simply a phone call that you want them to make having the phone phone number in the head of the website can also make a huge difference so yeah um, absolutely and things like having a live chat if you've got the potential to deal with someone as they're on the site you can convert those customers much more quickly if you can answer their questions and, and solve their pain points uh, and, and get to them much more uh, speedily than even email. So that's another thing to consider. And, you know, we yeah. use, use that on a lot of client sites. Yeah, I think the live chat one is, uh, I think people are coming becoming to, to expect it. So I think all things being equal, a site with live chat is going to beat a site without live chat. And it's also, if you think about it, particularly in like a, a retail space or a B2C, like a, dealing with retail customers, I guess, or end users, you know, not having live chat would be the same as having a retail shop with no shop assistants or staff in it. Like it's not going to perform very well. You're not going to sell a lot, sell a lot of stuff. So, you know, the live chat is effectively like having that shop assistant there ready to assist or answer any questions a customer has while they're on the website you know, as part of the buying process and, you know, greasing the wheels of that process. So I think it's becoming for most businesses a non-optional like not having a live chat definitely going to hurt, I think. Yeah, and it's so cheap to put in place. It's, you know, $20, $30 per user, something like that, depending on which one you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look into live chat. We'll, we'll put a couple in there. Uh, yeah. And they they all work on mobile as well, so there's no yeah. this excuse that I don't have staff to man it. Um, I think it's a bit of a weak excuse, particularly for those retail businesses. I think like it's it's part of the business. Like that's, you know, if you had a shop, you'd have staff in it. So if you had a, you know, an online store or something like that, then, you know, the live chat is kind of the equivalent of those, those in-person uh, shop assistants. Yeah, exactly. And um, one of the, well, the main ones that we use and you're the same is Drift at the moment. That's uh, probably one of the the better ones, unless you've started using something different that I don't know about. <laughs> no, I love Drift. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so, so, yeah, Drift.com, so check that out as well. Okay, next one we're going to be talking about good old traffic conversion and traffic checking uh, web stats, <laughs> etc. So, you know, track your conversions, track your traffic, work out what is happening with your website and uh, what you measure, you can manage. One of your favorite sayings, Brendan. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, many tools to do this, and I'm always surprised if I'm running workshops or talking to small business owners how many people do not even have the basic, what I would classify as the basic web tra- tracking tool, Google Analytics, in place. Uh, they Most of them haven't heard about it, and uh, they're, so they don't have it installed, and it's free to use, and it's a starting point for 
a lot of businesses to at least understand how much traffic is coming to their website, where it's coming from, how much time people are spending on the site, how quickly they're exiting, uh, what their conversions are in terms of purchase if they've got an e-commerce store, etc. So, so there's Google Analytics for tracking your your traffic and your conversions, uh, and there's lots of other tools out there that you can use for interaction, like Mouseflow or Kissmetrics or different different tools like that. So, what are your thoughts on on those? Yeah, I think one of the things that we changed in 2017 is every conversion tracked and that the big change for us was tracking phone calls mm-hmm. um we so in the past we would offer clients the option um they could pay for the, the phone call tracking and most opted not to because it's an extra cost um but you know adwords is getting expensive right like in some cases um you know an adwords click or a facebook ad click can be very expensive five or ten dollars and easily yeah. in some cases adwords could be fifty or hundred dollars mm-hmm. so that um that phone call tracking is kind of key a key was a key part of our strategy in 2017 to really work out what's working in terms of generating um inquiries because we don't care about traffic really it's really we can have all the traffic in the world but if it doesn't convert it's a waste so you know really without tracking those conversions which is um you know, like people are so blind to it. They like they're focused on traffic and rankings and AdWords spend, but they're not tracking the other side of it. Um, I don't. It's like having a, a one-legged stool, I guess. You know, it's not very stable. It's not the complete picture. It's like a one-dimensional view or two-dimensional view instead of a full 3D picture of what's going on the website. So, um, I think that's going to get more important, especially as you know, like we said. Traffic is cheap. Traffic is free. You can pay for visitors. Where the the hard part is increasingly is getting those visitors to turn into customers or call you or send an inquiry or whatever it is. So, um, I think it's no longer enough to have analytics. You need to be fully tracking all the conversion points, and that includes phone call tracking. I think we don't. We basically don't do AdWords now without phone call tracking because it's just that powerful. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And what tracking tool are you using? At the moment for phone calls, we are using Call Rail. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. There's a bunch, but that seems to be a good balance between um, uh, features and stability and price, because it can get pretty pricey, especially when you've got. I think we've got you know fifty odd, maybe a hundred numbers for clients now, um, and we're paying by the minute. Um, you know when people call in, so. Uh, the price it yeah. does get pretty pricey as an agency so um yeah true too yeah true. there's a bunch of options out there so really depends on the type of business and where it's located awesome okay so anything else to add for that one or we can go on to the next next one next one i'll let you i'll let you uh start off with the next one uh, all right, so we've talked about this in workshops over the years that the web amplifies sentiment. So if you have a shit business, yeah. it's going to look even worse on the internet. So, you know, there's negative sentiment about the business. The web is going to amplify it. So, um, you know, as a general business strategy, you really need to be on top of online reviews. And a single one-star online review, no matter how fake or even if it's a competitor who has done it can really decimate you online if you're not paying attention to this stuff so i think this year 2018 it's not optional you need to at a minimum have 
some sort of monitoring of reviews so you know what's going on on the web. Um, and particularly when people Google your business name, so your brand name or business name, you'll quite often you'll see further down the page there'll be like a yeah. Yelp or True Local listing that has one review on it and it's, you know, it's less than five stars. So I think you need to be monitoring at a minimum and ideally you need to have what we call a review funnel, so a systemized automatic way of getting customer feedback regularly on autopilot that doesn't require your staff to ask because if it's not automated, what we found, or if it's not a system that uses software or built into your business process, what we found is you can tell staff to do it and that'll work for a few months um, and then everyone forgets and it stops happening. So, um, And from a, you know, particularly, and the reviews, so, so... the two places we focus on reviews really are Google Maps um, and Facebook. So a business that has hundreds of Google Maps reviews is going to be very hard to catch. Um, what's going to be very hard for competitors to catch up if they only have a handful of reviews. So there's real power in systemizing it, particularly if you have a high volume of customers. Um, yeah. And also it's a really good way to get feedback. So if you have the tools in place, you're actually getting feedback from customers that it's not only about online marketing and looking good. It's about, hey, there's something broken here in the business uh, that we can fix or improve or, you know, staff need more training or something like that. Yes, this is uh, too true. It is one of those, uh, another thing that people have to do. So often we'll have this conversation with clients and uh, how do you how do you deal with the fact that this is just one of those other things that people should be doing in terms of prioritizing all the things we've been talking about? Where where should people start? Because to try, to try and put all this stuff in place at once is a big job. So you're either going to pay someone to do it, or you're going to have to do it yourself or try and get a staff member to do it. So what are your what are your thoughts and feedback to people who are thinking, well, this is great that we're giving them all these things to do. <laughs> How do they prioritize all these things that they need to do? Well, that's a good question. I, I, I hope you have an answer to this, but I don't have a great answer other than all the other things in the business happen to stay in business. So the staff get paid so they keep working for you yeah. and they're happy. The bills get paid so the lights stay on or, you, you know, you have internet connection or whatever it is. So all those things have to be paid and taken care of to stay in business. In moving forward, I think, that, you know, the web is such an integral part of doing business today. These things are exactly the same. If you neglect them over the long term, then you're going to be out of business. Just like if you didn't pay your staff for several weeks in a row, they would leave and you'd be screwed. So uh, – I don't think it's a matter of, well, you know, you've got to prioritize, but I, I don't think these are really optional. And you'll see, I mean, we see it when we get new customers coming along complaining that competitors are, you know, taking over their market or whatever, and that's because they're organized and focused on these things. I think you're basically competing with the world today, and to, to, to actually compete, you need to be competitive. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think this is all, and I mean, to me, this is what we're talking about here is, is mostly DIY stuff. Um, if you really can't afford to pay someone to do it, um, then you can DIY it. Like the, the software tools out there to do all of these, um, and you can walk through the instructions. But you know, if you're if you're a big enough business, if you're doing several hundred thousand a year and above, then I think you can't afford not to have someone taking care of it for you. Like it's you know just like other things in the business are taken care of the marketing and sales. Um, on you know the internet is 
just it's yeah. just a part of business it has to be done just like you have to do your books you have to pay the bills yeah. you have to do your taxes like it's just another yep. it it wasn't that way you could pay yellow pages 15 years ago and forget about it pay them once and that's it for the year but that's not how business works anymore no so. no and you, you you hit the nail on the head and that was what i was getting at is these things are all key components it's not oh i think i'll think about putting google analytics on or i, I think i'll think about having call tracking you, you've got to have these things uh, put in place otherwise you're completely wasting your time because you 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 can't react to anything that's happening in your marketplace and you can't make those changes that you need to to adapt to the marketplace so you've got to prioritize yeah. and work maybe you know, maybe sitting down and working out which one is the most important and uh, getting it done as as quickly as possible but you have to implement them. The more you sit on it and think about doing them at some stage, uh, it'll it'll never happen. So try and make 2019 a priority for getting these types of systems and tools in place. Yeah. Okay. You, like I think I think also like the worst time to try and do these things is when you're you know noses up to the grindstone and you have to do them or you're out of business. That's kind of got yourself into a risky position like the time to do them is when things are going well and you know you're not in trouble um you know it's just like you have to be selling like nothing happens in the business until you sell something yeah. so but yeah. you know it's it, it is no different to doing bookkeeping or you know paying staff it's all the same sort of thing it's it, it comes in yep. uh, under that very important category so all right mm -hmm. next one uh your favorite topic and sometimes one of your pet <laughs> hates when it comes to uh, having this conversation with clients is fast website hosting. Mm. Uh, good old website hosting. Fast and reliable. Fast uh, and reliable. <clears throat> no and point having fast if it's not reliable. It's true. If it breaks down all the time, then. And no point of being reliable if it's not fast. Yep. Because if it's reliable, but it takes you know, half an hour to load a page of content, then it doesn't matter how reliable it is because no one's going to come back. So mm. uh, now website hosting is one of those things. It's you can get hosting for two or three dollars a month from from places uh, or you can spend two or three hundred dollars a month or two or three thousand dollars a month, depending on the, the size of your business and what's happening. So uh, so what is it that people need to really pay attention to when they're looking at getting hosting? And this is not necessarily just to do with something that's a WordPress-based site. It could be any type of website. Um, what are the core factors that you put in place when you're talking to clients about the hosting? Well, let's, let's break this out. What there's... So there's four parts of the hosting. So domain names, your www.domain.com, your favorite topic. Yeah. Uh, there's email hosting where the email is hosted. That's pretty straightforward. The server where the email lives. Mm -hmm. There is DNS hosting, which is like a fundamental technical layer that makes your domain name work. So if you think about it as a pyramid, there's the domain name on the bottom. There's DNS hosting on the next level, level two. And then on level three is the email hosting and the web hosting. So if you think about it, there's four separate elements. All four need attention. And the thing about hosting is that not many people get is that it is the foundational layer of everything you do online. So your AdWords, your Facebook, your SEO and Google rankings are all tied to the quality of those four elements. So just like 
you know, the, the problem with some of these things is like the domain name is 10 or 20 bucks a year. So it's, you know, it's so low cost that it's given so little love and attention that mm. often it's neglected. The The cost doesn't really reflect the value that it holds so true. as part. The, it's kind of like digital capital in a way. Um, it's, you know, part of the value the business has that you're still only paying 10 or 20 bucks a month for a year for it. Um, but, you know, if your website is generating millions of dollars of business, then all that revenue is tied to that domain name that's costing you 10 or 20 bucks a year. Yeah. So all these things need love. So from a so domain names, we, we've talked about many times that, you know, all four need attention. So domain name, you need to know where it is. It needs to be paid. Ideally, if you can, pay for it as far in the future as yep. as you can, right? Like .com, you can pay 10 years into the future, I think. Is that, yep, correct. Yep. Um, because it, it costs nothing. It's whatever. If it's ten bucks a year, then that's a hundred bucks to pay for it for ten years. Um, but the other two, so you need reliable email hosting. Email is like mission critical. So, um, most of the time, we recommend G Suite or Google Apps for, for small businesses for email. Mm-hmm. Now, the other two, the the web hosting, fast and reliable. So, everybody knows when a website's slow. If you're listening, you know, you get to a website that's slow, you lose patience within a couple of seconds. Like you're like, eh, whatever. You click on something from Facebook and you're like, eh, it's not loading. So you click off or you close it or whatever. Um, so the web, you know, the website hosting needs to be fast. And again, similar to domain names, that this, this web hosting can be cheap. So it can be a few bucks a month. Um, but that doesn't, again, doesn't represent the value or importance that it has to the business. So, you need most people have probably been trained that you know web hosting costs five bucks a month, but it really doesn't like quality web hosting. Um, so we have a hosting business called WP Alpha, and we have four tiers, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four tiers. So the price levels are thirty bucks a month, fifty five, ninety nine, and two fifty. And they there's different things that you get at those different levels, but it's fast, stable, reliable secure and SEO friendly hosting platform and not necessarily not all the hosting necessarily has all those things. So um yeah, hosting is really important and yeah, the market's been trained badly. In terms of your original question, what do people look for when choosing a host? Well it needs to be fast, which is a bit hard to determine if you're not technical, but there's a, a tool called tools.pingdom.com mm. where you can test website speed. And generally, that website speed needs to be under three seconds, the load time in your home country. Ideally, now, we're aiming for most sites to be under one second, um, yeah. but those results need to be interpreted. So just because it says the website loads in a certain number, you know, sometimes there's technical reasons why that number's higher than it actually is in reality. But anyway, so the website needs to be fast and it needs to be backed up. So we've talked about this before. Again, just like if you lose your domain name, you're screwed. If you lose your website, a lot of the time, there's hundreds or even thousands of hours that have gone into a website. So, um, yeah, and and some cases like e-commerce, it's a line of business systems. So the whole business runs through the website. The orders go in there, the order management happens in there, and all that sort of stuff. So it needs to be backed up. So fast, reliable, um, as in it's not going down all the time, and it needs to be backed up. So those would be the things that really, when you're shopping around for uh, web hosting, that you need to be looking at, and you know, I most people are shopping on price, which is the wrong way to go. They need to be shopping on features and the things they need in their business. Yes, good point. It's a long rant. No, 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 absolutely, <laughs> completely. Uh, yeah, so the domain thing always comes up when people 
forget to renew their domain or their credit card had expired with their uh, their domain registrar or the email address they registered the domain with expires and then all of a sudden they work out how important that domain name is because mm-hmm. now their whole business has just died on the vine because they don't have yep. it. So, Do you still deal with a lot of issues like that? You'll, you'll miss the domain names. So. Uh, look, not with our clients because they're sick of us hearing about it. We make sure that that's covered. But I, I do occasionally get someone contacting me uh, through my business network who has an issue. Um, and sometimes it's it's savable. Sometimes they're within that time zone of being able to rescue the domain when it's got a window of expiry and you can, you can get things sorted. But if it's gone too far and it's dropped back into the, the pool of, uh, domains that are expiring, because a lot of people don't know that there's an aftermarket and there, uh, there's a, a, something called drop domain. So when the domain expires, it goes into, an availability that pretty much anyone can get it. The only way you really be sort of safe is if you've got a trademark name or a registered business name that's not sort of generic in nature. But once that goes, I've I've seen that happen where their their business is completely and utterly devastated because the domain that they uh, had they let go. And they just don't understand the implications of, of what that mm-hmm. does. So that's a, that's definitely a big one. But the other thing that you mentioned, which we, we've we've definitely gone on about before, is separating your emails from your hosting. And that I think people mm-hmm. need to be really clear about that because you talked about G Suite, which is Google's email product, but there's also something from Office if they're used to using Office, Office three six five. But mm-hmm. it, it just keeps yep. them completely separate. So if you if your website is down. Uh, you still have functionality of your email, which is why you're saying it's mission critical because if your website's down, one of the good things you would, would like to be able to do is still be in contact with your customers to advise them of what's happening. Whereas if they're all tied into the same hosting system and email, which is often the case, people just go with the cheapest hosting and email combined package, then it's all down. When one's down, it's all down. <laughs> Not yep. fun. Been there, done that. Uh, mm-hmm. don't, don't do it again. So... So good point. So uh, yep. hosting, we'll, we'll leave that one and move on yep. to... The domain name thing is interesting as well, right? Like all the domain names are getting bought up. Like it, it doesn't seem far, too far-fetched that, that 10 or 20 bucks a year for a domain name might be thousands in the future, right? What do you, what do you think about that? Well, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm buying and selling domains all the time that uh, – have increased in value, particularly if they're generic. Is, is that the point you were getting at? Uh, or, or, yeah, you just, or are you just talking about the actual registration cost of a domain, regardless of the 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 value of the the, the domain? Is that what you're referring well, to? Well, I, it's kind of like I think people take the 10 or $20 a year for granted now. There's like in yeah. 10 years' time when all the domains are gone, um, people will probably look back now and it's like the Wild West. It's like how we look back on AdWords in the early 2000s that it was so cheap and it was so great. I think domain names will probably be like that in who knows? 10 or 15. Yeah, right. absolutely. Look, who knows? I mean, .com domains have gone up a little bit in price over the years and uh, .com.au's are probably cheaper in terms of just the, the, the open registration cost. <laughs> but who knows? Anything could change. Uh, so, yeah, you, you don't want to make assumptions that things will always be as they are. That's a little bit yep. naive. 
How, how many domains do you own now? You still have a I usually sizable portfolio? I, yeah, I've, I've got a lot. I won't. I, don't, I usually don't overly announce how many I've got, but um, yeah, a, a lot. I've probably reduced them a little bit over over the years. I've I've, I've trimmed and and got really focused with what I've got. Are you still um, a fanatic about it? I remember when we first met nearly ten years ago, eight years ago. You were just. You would come up with domain name ideas all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still the same. I can't. <laughs> no, no. It's impossible to switch it off. It's like you see an opportunity, you go, "Oh, that would be a good name." Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I keep getting rewarded by that. And it, sometimes you, I go and register a domain name, and it just sits there in my account, or it's pointing to some advertising or something to make use of it while it's not getting used. Uh, and then you know, I'll sell it for. X thousands of dollars, so it's it's one of those things. But you, you just don't know, or I'll use it. Like I've got domains that we're just starting to develop now that I've owned for ten years. Um, mm-hmm. So we've got we've got one we're putting out with my wife Lois, who is a career coach. Um, and we've got a whole like we own so many career related domain names. It's ridiculous. I think it drives their competition crazy because you just type it in and all, <laughs> all roads lead to careerwisdom.com.au. But one of the separate domains we've got, which is uh, careeradvice.com.au is one we're uh, developing out this year. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's always, you know, you don't know when you, when you're going to use them, but most people who go and buy domains, they, they don't know what they're doing and they will just go and buy a whole stack of rubbish. So it's a, it's a whole conversation. It's a whole episode just to talk about domains and what to yeah. do. But but yeah. well, I think we have talked about it before. Oh, we have. There yeah, a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think there's a domains episode. There is a domains episode. It's one of our more popular ones, I think, from the past. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we can put a link to that. So um, okay, moving on. The right. favorite thing we love to hear that we get mm-hmm. so many people asking is that they want to rank number one for their business on. Lots of things, but in particular Google, but also Google Maps. So mm-hmm. Go- Google Maps is a is an area that a lot of people forget about, uh, or Google Places, or Google My Business. That's all tied into the same thing. Um, yeah. Well, this comes from the workshops. The when we do, back in the day doing workshops, ask people who wants to be number one in Google, and everybody does. Of course, um, yeah. Which doesn't it doesn't really mean anything that question. So, um, and we still get so this issue we still get today and we talk about probably increasingly more especially for e-commerce or purely online businesses is that you need to like the most important search term out of any search term is ranking number one for your business name because they're the highest value searches because people are actually looking for you um and still a fair proportion of clients we deal with don't rank in the top spot for their business name um particularly more competitive markets so yeah i guess that there's a couple of things rolled up into there that people are so focused on other terms that they're forgetting about those the business name. Um, and still today, it drives me nuts when I can't find a business on Google Maps. It just drives me crazy. Yeah, that's, um, a no, that's a big no-no. Yeah, particularly when it's like a big corporate business that has you know marketing teams where I'm like, how can you guys not be on Google Maps? Like it's, it's free. People are looking for you. Not only the, the, the people who are looking specifically for your business show up, but the maps results also show up in the search results for other things. So I think there's there's two real action points here. Is one is you need to be number one for your business name and you need to, like we talked about, I think was in the fifth point was the reviews matter. So Googling your business name 
and controlling those search results and making sure that there's nice reviews in there and not bad reviews. So I think that's you need to be number one for your business name and you need to be on Google Maps, Apple Maps and Bing Maps. I think there's just and the data needs to be up to date. So the opening times need to be correct. The location needs to be correct, all that sort of stuff. But it's again, it's free to do those. Um, and pretty much getting a Google Maps listing is pretty much the best way to ensure your business is in the number one spot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, so we've had some uh, some clients recently that didn't have any Google Maps when they came to us. So, and that's a pretty quick fix. It's not a huge job to get set up. You've got to go through a few things to sort of prove that you are who you are in terms of business and where you're located and stuff to jump through with with Google to get that sorted. But Usually you're up and running if you haven't done this before within a couple of weeks because there's some manual processes of of, of uh, authority yep. codes that have to be sent from Google via the snail mail to you. So, but once you've done it and you've got it, then it's great, and then you can populate that with as much as you need to in terms of images and uh, reviews and various bits and pieces to make you look like you are a real business, which is what we all want to look like, <laughs> don't we? So, yep. uh, but yeah, when there's nothing that shows up, then it's, it is a little bit weird. So. It's very frustrating. I'm like, especially when you're trying to find a business, you know, is somewhere and they just don't appear on the map. It just drives me berserk. I'm like, come on, this is for such a, I'm actually looking for you. I want to buy stuff off you and I cannot find you because you haven't done this. And it's about, takes about 15 minutes to DIY the, you know, the walking through the steps to get to the verification, the point where it needs to verify you. Um, so no real excuse. And they address, so so Google, Apple, and Bing Maps. So Apple Maps, well, sorry, Google Maps is google.com forward slash local forward slash ad, ADD. Yep. Bing Maps is bingplaces.com. And Apple Maps is mapsconnect.apple.com. And a lot of people forget about the Apple Maps one. Um, but that's also important because... Um, you know, maps. Apple Maps is the default maps on iPhones and iPads. So you might have a Google listing, but if you don't have the Apple listing, then you're still missing a fair chunk of people, um, fair, yeah, fair yeah. number of people who would be using that Apple Maps app. So yeah, yeah, very good point. And it also affects AdWords. Like you, the maps appears in AdWords if you're doing it, and the reviews. You can't get the reviews on there unless the listing exists, and Reviews from the maps listing can appear in AdWords, make them cheaper and make them work better. Like there's a whole bunch of this simple little thing that's like 15 minutes per maps listing is you know tied into so many other parts of the, the online marketing picture, and it's free. So that's the other. Did we mention that it was free? Yeah, free. <laughs> so and that's uh yeah. I, I would put this up as one of the higher priorities. I would put this up there with getting Google Analytics set up. Um, mm-hmm. Um, they, we would classify this as a quick win. You know, sometimes yep. your hosting stuff could be a bit of dicking around. If you've got crap hosting, you've got to get it moved across, and there's a bit of there's a bit more, you know, toing and froing to get that sorted. But this, pretty much, you can just go up, go online. You know, make sure you got a Google account or a, a um, Bing account, and then just go and set it up. So you really don't need anyone overly technical to do it. There are things you can do to tweak and optimize it, which we can help with. But ultimately, there's no real barrier to going and getting this set up. So Google Maps, Mm -hmm. all the other maps, Apple Maps or Bing Maps as well, get that done quickly. Mm -hmm. Yep, free, DIY, super simple. Did we mention it's free? Okay, (laughs) 
And uh, this is the last thing we've got on our on our list to talk about. And uh, yeah. you need to have a proactive strategy. Totally, totally agree. So what is your version of a proactive strategy, Brendan? Well, uh, when we deal with small businesses and when people come to the workshops, we know that from what they say, a lot of business owners are obsessed with looking at competitor websites, looking at Google rankings, so they Google themselves all the time, looking at the rankings and things like that. But it's all a kind of complete waste of time if none of that will actually get you any further along, like it won't move you forward. So you need, if you want more Google traffic or you want to be number one or whatever it is you want, you basically want the website to generate new customers, then it's not going to happen unless you have a strategy to do that. So, um, you know, and I think if you're expecting traffic from or customers from Google, you need to have both an SEO strategy and an AdWords strategy. I don't think you, you can survive today without using AdWords long term. Um, but the point here is you need to be doing something, a strategy that works, is aggressive, is proactive. I mean, we've given, you know, if you were DIYing it, probably a few months worth of work here. But um, that could yeah. all be knocked out in, in within a month if you're using um, a web agency but yeah I mean you, if you're expecting a result then you need a way to get that result so I see a lot of small business owners expecting this result checking rankings checking competitors and just doing zero standing still um, mm. which is really going backwards so if you're standing still at the whole the rest of the market there'll be a handful of competitors that are moving forward so you're really falling behind yeah yeah there is no what such you, thing what do you think yeah. there is no what such thing as no such thing as standing still uh, yeah, definitely agree. You, uh, so, yeah, if you sit down and plan out what you need to do, and, and typically, obviously, this is the time of year where a lot of people are doing that sort of thing, uh, it just makes it easier when you've got it structured and you know what to do. You can then say, right, next step, I've got to put Google AdWords in place. Next step, I've got to make sure I've got Google Analytics running. Um, so having those things with your team, if you've got staff members, maybe delegating as much of it as possible to other people. Uh, like, you know, get someone else to go and set up the Google Maps. It gives them some some more insight onto how, how things work, particularly if they're in the, the marketing side of your business. They should really know how to do that sort of stuff. So uh, try not to take everything on yourself because a business is not a business. If, if it's just you, uh, you need to try and put out as much of, the work as possible to other people. So whether that is getting companies like ourselves to do things for you or uh, getting someone on freelance to do it, it really doesn't matter as long as you get the get it prioritised and put in place to get done. So make sure you're just being proactive with the moving forward strategy and putting a plan in place to action it. Yeah. Well, And, and the other thing is that, come back to point one, is... So many people are focused on the rankings, but they're not clear on what they want to sell. So that's why we always have clients do that first step of being clear on what do you want to sell first and how many of it. Like if you want to make it, you know, an extra million dollars revenue this year, how what is that comprised of? If you have the list of services, how much you sell each for and how much profit you make off each one, then you can start kind of building that strategy from there. You might not necessarily be able to do all the doing in terms of AdWords and SEO and rankings and things. Like some of these things will get you a long way. But um, yeah, I think if you, you know, that forms part of the strategy is being clear on what you want to sell and how many of them. And then it 
once uh, I mean, if a business owner is clear on that, it's very easy to talk to them about, hey, you you know you want to get so you know a thousand new teeth whitening patients this year. It's very easy to then have a discussion about what the path to getting that looks like. Um, yeah, I'd like yeah. to have a thousand new teeth whitening customers. <laughs> I'm not a dentist, but it sounds like it'd be profitable. Yeah. <laughs> no, good point. So, uh, you know, there's a there's many other things we could talk about in this session, but we've we've gone on for you know 45 minutes or so already. Uh, but I think they're the core things that we are focusing on ourselves and for our our clients at at the moment. Uh, there's lots of other little bits and pieces you can do. There's always other things that are coming along. And uh, so this is where we think is a good starting point for a lot of businesses that are particularly if they're new online, if they haven't got any sort of web presence at all, then... Yeah, it's a good them, foundation, right? Yeah, it is, absolutely. So don't get distracted by all the shiny things because there's always yeah. always shiny things that will take you away from doing the core uh, principle work that you need to, to to keep that solid soon. Awesome. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks, Ed. Uh, good to be back for 2018. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast and uh, we appreciate your time and we'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher.